Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Uh, welcome to this week's show. We will preview the big clash between the Eagles and the Magpies in the elimination final. But there's plenty of other footy news to talk about before then. Um, what's happened across the bye weekend? Uh, don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, how are you going, Dan Wayne? Very good, thanks. All yeah, good. Not too bad after the bye. You know, glad footy's back. Are you a fan of the bye? Uh, I never used to be because when foots when Bulldogs beat us and they went and won the flag, but now this year I'm not too bad with it because we we needed the break for the we're injuries. In that position. It was that six players, wasn't it? Yeah. it was key players. 2016. We're, yeah. we're in the same boat. So. Yeah, I remember that game be very well. well. Mm. Uh, Simo wasn't a fan, but he's a fan of it now. <laughs> um, look, a lot of things have been happening in that bye week, and a lot of them are misdemeanours, so we'll just quickly go through them. Harley Bernal, such a t- talent that's just some say has wasted, eh? Yeah, sad. Very sad. He um, was averaging, like, over a goal a game and 24 disposals at one time in mm. his career. And <clears throat> you might think that's not bad, but for being your average is amazing, so... Definitely wasted talent, and rumor was he actually had a contract on the table until he had a couple misdemeanors like yeah. that was becoming starting to become public, mm. and it showed that once he retired, being rushed to the emergency room. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, Tyson Stengel and Brad Couch, Crouch, not Couch. Um, they wish they were home on the couch instead of the back of the taxi. Um, caught with cocaine, um, but in South Australia, you don't get. Um, a charge, you get uh, counselling on your first offence. You'd be interested to see what the AFL do because they're up, I know they're out of they're officially out of season now. They are, but still they're contracted to the AFL. And it's an illicit drug, so it'd be interesting in what Adelaide do. Mm. They're always behind the eight ball. They wait too long, yeah. and they haven't put their foot down straight away. They should have come out. They've come out and said, "Oh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get to it. Put your foot down, Stengel. That's your second dime, mate. Mm. Uh, next time you, you you got three strikes, you're out. Regardless of the well, drug strikes, Crouch is looking to go, isn't he? Yeah, He's I, pretty keen on getting out. I, I do believe it does still count as a strike. Because it's yeah, it'll count as a strike. He gets a strike. But what a silly man in Crouch's in Crouch's position. Because as you alluded to, he's he's already told the club he's leaving. Um, he's a restricted, uh, unrestricted free agent, I believe. Hmm. Uh, he very well could have taken hundreds of thousands of dollars off his contract yeah. with that one mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Look, foolish. Um, will it? Will it stop him going to another club? But. Uh, no, no he, I don't he's, think he's, so. He's gone. Uh, Richmond, cats. Richmond no. and Cats are both after. I'm going to say, and Hawthorne are after him too. That, those type of clubs, they're chasing, they're chasing players to get them back going. So it sounds ridiculous, but like mm. I wasn't interested into him until this actually happened because I thought if it does drop his price down, <laughs> we could actually probably afford him. Now. Yeah. Um, the third one, Jack Watts. Oh God, to get it out, was it? Um, he retired on the day that Nick Nat got his uh, All Australian. They went one and two in uh, the draft. It just shows you the stark contrast between them. Yeah, mm. it's funny because he smashed a car. By the way, he got charged. That's what yeah, I was about yeah. to say. It was a bit of a banal situation where he retired, but and then straight away you found out he'd done a hit and run and has been charged yeah. by the police. I, I don't think it was much though. The way yeah. I, I read today, I, saw, I read the story today, and it wasn't as big as they're making out to be. It was done last week. So mm. it only came out after the fact. 
Um, then there was two more today as well. Two more today. Elijah Holland. Oh no, no, Holland. That's Elijah Taylor. Elijah Taylor. He's a pleaded guilty. So that's probably his career gone. His career gone. I'd yep. say, and so so it should be. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. yeah we don't happen there. We won't go into we, detail. We don't condone yeah. that. Yeah. And today I was surprised because I've got a lot of Frio mates that like grabbing it in and all that, and talking about cultures of club. But Mister Jesse Hogan uh, breaches uh, quarantine rules. Mm. Yeah, and that, um, and that's a that's a the AFL will. I just heard on the way here that the AFL will come down on that, but. Well, it's, they it's a state. It's a state law, so he'll he'll get summons by the state and be a f- obvious go to uh, district court for that. But they're saying Fremantle will will find him, and they believe the AFL will give him a four to six week suspension. Well, he should get it because mm. everyone else, it, uh, the Adelaide guys, that was a state thing as well, mm. and he's part of the AFL. The AFL is still going regardless if they're in the finals or not, and mm. he's supposed to be quarantined. Um, can, can, see two on those two. The hubs aren't the hubs. Life has been. You got to say it's that it's been everywhere. very. I oh know it is stupid, but it's been very good. Some there's of been it. A, no. There's only been if you look at. There's only been a, you could count how many on one hand. You'd have fingers over. There's a few minor things. The things that are happening are outside of the hubs when the players have left their quarantine. That's when it's happening. Well, you, you tell me with the hubs, Collingwood come over. And seven of their staff are in camper vans in Junior Lake Campus' car park. Now, how can they not find rooms for them? Hmm. There can't be that many people in quarantine. I think they're bringing every cat and their dog over, to be honest. No, No, they Um, didn't. No, what they're doing is... They didn't. They bought 28 players. But they're putting everyone... The state government and the police have said they can only have one person per per room. That's That's why it's come about this. So find a bigger... A hotel. Well, I think the WA need to find some balls, the government, and say, hey, you know, they're keeping people employed, the AFL. This is what gets me about the whole thing. They're keeping people employed, and regardless of Collingwood, Richmond, Hawthorne, whoever's here, they should be able to go to. There's, there's no one, there's no transmission within the AFL and within yeah. the WA state. There is just none there. And those guys should be able to go to... Look, they're the most tested people in Australia. They get two tests a week. Three. Up the nose. Three, Three. is it? Up the bloody nose. I mean, there's no one more tested than these guys anywhere in Australia. That's, that said, though, like, they felt keeping people employed. But they're not interested in going the extra yard to make money. They could have had a hub here. They could have had more games here. They could have had the last round here. Yep. So the AFL, when it suits their agenda, they don't mind dropping hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard for the AFL just to be so flippant and then um, and then throw it back at the WA government, who I think is doing a good job. Getting back to the Hogan thing, though, the thing that's really annoying the AFL is... The states, every state, they have different rules, hmm. but they have accommodated these players. And the AFL's made promises that they won't misbehave because of these, that the states are effectively letting them hmm. in. Yeah. So that's why they're coming down so hard hmm. on these players. And that's why, even though uh, the season's over, they're on basically holidays for now because they're not in finals, he's still in quarantine, which is what the AFL agreed with. WA, our state government, mm. that they would do. Now, he's broken that, and as you said, it's actually the government rules he's broken, mm. so he'll be handled by the government, but the AFL will definitely still look at this because yeah. it's to show face, basically, save face, because yeah. well, they, they make promises yeah. and guarantees that yeah. their players will, will toe the line, and they haven't. They've broken their promise, well, so the AFL will come down very hard on Jesse Hogan. We are the same this week. If we lose this week, we've well, we got to go into a 14-day and quarantine. Uh, this is what yeah. I don't understand. 
Mm. We're, we're in, in our own state. We've done 14 days. Mm. We're playing the dirty pies, which has got taken out of context. It's you know, ridiculous is, what that was media. said. And like you said, the most tested, if we lose, I, I just don't understand why we need to do 14 days. No. I can understand going across somewhere else and then coming back in. Yeah, but uh, it's red tape crap. But end of the day, the majority of people in WA are safe. Um, I'm just more worried about 33,000 people going to watch the game than 44 players quarantined where they get tested three times yeah. a week. You know what I mean? Is it 36? No, 33. So there's still there's 33 t- fans, but there's a 5, total of 30 stuff. There's a total okay, of 36, but yeah. that includes players, okay, officials, coaches. Be, yeah, yeah. Allocated seats, yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, let's leave the hubs behind and yeah. move on. Uh, we're quickly just going to touch on it. It's been two weeks since we've done a podcast. Round 18. Um, we limped across the line. Let, let's admit it. We played 10 minutes of good footy, 7-7-49 to the Ruse, four goals, 10-34. But it was the first time in 22 years we've been held scoreless in the first quarter. That's right. The last time was 1998 against St. Kilda. St. Kilda, yep, in Melbourne. And the only other time was 1992 versus Footscray. Hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting that we were held scoreless and... Um, but we grounded out. It wasn't a pretty game. We got the win, and we had most of us were probably sitting on the edge of the chair watching the Sydney and uh, Geelong game. Hmm. And if it wasn't for uh, what's his name, uh, Biblax, or oh, probably Dangerfield, whatever really. his name is, smothering the ball. Oh yes, but right it, at the end, wasn't for Dangerfield in that last quarter yeah. either. They would Papley's have... wayward kicking. Uh, all game, really. Yeah, what did he get? Two goals, six or something, didn't he? Yeah, I think. yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs. Yeah. Um, we could go back to the Footscray game, which the uh, Ark gave him a goal, which yeah. which wasn't. So no. yeah, there's all these ifs. So we got destiny in our own hands. We've missed out on the top four by percentage, second time in a row, um, and we play the we play Collingwood. So that's we'll talk about that a bit more. And we won't talk about the game because it's. Gone. I was going to say it is a bit funny talking about the Ruse game because it does feel like a long time ago. Mm. But just the one thing I did find about it that funny was that first yet scoreless quarter. But I didn't have an uneasy feeling about that game because the game style the Ruse were playing was just flood back and flood. Yeah. Back. Oh yeah, Absolutely. and it's not sustainable. You need to have good running and foot skills and yeah. handball skills. Mm. To, to win playing that style of game. Yeah. And it was so reminiscent of the Sydney and Tigers game, where I think Tigers won by eight points. Mm. And even Hardwick at the end of the game took a shot, which I didn't actually like at Swans, saying that everyone just played in our back half, which was exactly what happened this game. Yeah. And they just they can't sustain that. Because when they get it out, and they did, so it would come in, they would manage to get it out set, like all game, because, but then they got nowhere to go. They got nowhere to run it. They have one turnover and then come straight back mm. down now end. We, so we ground out a win, but it was never going to be a pretty game with that game style, was it? And we were lucky that their kicking was woeful. Because they could have been six goals to zero in the first quarter. If they, but that's what I'm saying. A better team with good kicking skills could play yeah. that game style. Yeah. But mm. because they don't have that skills, mm. I wasn't that worried. It was just an ugly game to watch. And I think that's the best word for it. It was ugly. All right. Um, I'm going to quickly just talk about the draft that's coming up. We've got uh, picks 32, 51, 52 from the Cats through the Cats, uh, the Kelly deal, and 87. I don't think we'll get to 105. I don't think we'll get to 87 to do the truth. Uh, we've got a first, we've got a one second rounder, two thirds, and a fifth rounder. And 
at the end of the day, when all the compensation picked, like you said, um, off air, it's a what, did, what was the word? Uh, di- a, diluted, uh, con- conflicted um, draft, whatever yeah. it was. And it is right because our first pick might not be until 38 or 40 with uh, what's going on with all the players that are going up for free agency that could push it back. But there's, I'm going to bring out a draft series pretty soon, so I'll, that's why I brought it up. But next year, just keep an eye on this player. He plays at Perth in the Colts. His name's Daniel Hill. He's part of our Next Generation Academy, but we got no first rights on him anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's Which funny. is a bit unfortunate, but he's one to guy to have a look at if you're an Eagles fan. And if you go to Colts, just watch him because he's a young Liam Ryan type. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the draft, and I said, what a year for us to trade the first next year's trade, uh, first round pick, yeah. being this year's mm. away. Because we talked about less footy being played, no underrating is carnival, harder for scouts to pick. They're going to have to guess on previous years. That's form. right. But what you touched on was we talked off air a lot is the compro- yeah. compromise. Compromise, draft. that's, that's what I said. Because there's never been so many academies and father son picks available mm. that doesn't mean they're all going to be picked no. but there's been ne- never so many in one draft mm. and um, it's Western Bulldogs player but I don't know Jamar Jamar you, you he, he's supposed to be by far like the row basically of the draft number one pick and they're going to get him for like pick 13 or something mm. yep. so it's that kind of draft really yeah it's going to be interesting um, but like you said, I think the Eagles must have had a crystal ball knowing what was going to happen this year because it's worked out perfectly. We've traded away our first, you know, yeah, it's, it's a draft to do it. So um, let's go on to the big uh, story of last week was the um, all the awards. We had um, the All-Australian team and like a lot of people and on different social media platforms, it was probably the most controversial All-Australian team ever picked. Always is. and But this was more so this year. Yeah. Um, Eagles had um, Shep, Nick Nat and Liam Ryan. So we had three. So we had three in last year, which was her and Yo and Darling. Um, Liam Ryan, he was the only small forward picked, which is what probably caused all the controversy. But he was only one. He was only one of two guys that had more than ninety score involvements, kicking twenty five goals or more. Another one was Hawkins. Hmm. So those two base basically depends on them their names in. The conjecture was Patrick Dangerfield and Marcus Pontepelli on half forward flanks, and Dustin Martin in the forward pocket. Now this is just a, my opinion. It's just fitting names in because they're big names. I I totally agree. I. I... My, Don't get me wrong, no. Bottom Pelly and Martin I thought would have been in the team, hmm. but either on the bench or in the guts. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't see much of enough of Geelong to see if Dangerfield had a great year, but from he didn't, all accounts, he, he didn't have from that all great accounts, year. Depends on who you talk to. Cats reckon he was great. Great Cats fans. Excuse me. Other fans reckon he didn't. Um, yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, what, what what's your views on it, boys? Well, I, I I think I totally agree. I don't think that Dangerfield, Bontempelli, and Haw- and Martin deserve a spot over Papley or uh, well, Lee, uh, Liam got in or Dan Butler. Butler's probably my pick too. Yeah. Well, Butler to me was more rounded the whole season. Yeah, Papley. Yeah, good first. Start, yeah, first started half, off, but Liam, know, Liam Liam consistency was in the last half yeah. of the year. He had played well in the first part, but not to what he was in the second half. And I also think Darcy Byrne Jones is very, very lucky to make it. And I can't believe Maynard from Collingwood didn't make it. Maynard was the only other guy next to Shep 
that actually played on a player, defeated him, and then got another 20 possessions himself. Well, let's have a look before you go, Dan. Let's, this is who missed out, McCluggage. He would have been a winger. Weedering in the back line, Maynard, mm. as you said. Penderbury, I can't believe Penderbury got the, uh, into the 40 because I thought he missed too many games. Yeah. Ridley was unlucky. Nat Fife, I don't know how his name, his name just got him into the 40. I don't think he's been great. Tabner, uh, you know, he had a great season, but he had a lot of forwards. He deserved to be in the 40. Biblack's first half of the season was brilliant, but then he got moved on to wing. Menangola, he's probably stiff. They've been good I would have had him, both of them in before Dangerfield. Gunston, yeah... Just a name, Oliver. Just a name, Butters. For Iffy, Jonas, Dylan Grimes, Nick Blossom was unlucky, and like you said, Butler and Andrew Gaff miss out in the wing. I, I wish I uh, had my piece for you read these out because a lot of the players I'm going to talk on. So I'll touch on the forwards first. Um, they should not have been there. Hmm. You, you said you didn't know much about Andrew. Uh, round the first 17 rounds here, he kicked eight goals. Hmm. They all three of them average something like zero point nine goals a game or something ridiculous. Yeah. They don't even average a goal a game. Mm. That's not their position. And an all Australian team, you're not picking a team that will play in another imaginary team. No. You're not just filling it with your stars. You're picking and rewarding players that play in that position that played well. So as far as I'm concerned, you name forwards doesn't have to be three smalls, three talls, but I would like almost that system, to be honest. So Butler, Papley, Tabernock, I actually think deserved it. I think Gunston from Hawks, the list would go on with forwards. Mm. But it was just, it's not even that. The fact that they've put on the wing, McRae played 4% this year on the wing. Is it Guffrey from Geelong? Mm. Played 17. So better than McRae, only 17% on the wing. They're not wingers. No. Nah. The fact they got put there... Like, I would have loved to see Gaff get in it, but the three Eagles that got in, I think, were the ones that I was locks, which yeah. I think we've talked oh, about previously, yeah. yeah. But then when you look at the fact they didn't pick a winman, then I almost did feel slighted he wasn't there. But if he didn't get in, Menangola, that was in that list. McLuggage, out- that was on that they list. They both had outstanding years. Brilliant years. Uh, Menangola, I reckon, was Cat's best player this year. Yeah. And they played yeah. a lot on the wing. And this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to say, is Dangerfield, out of all the Geelong guys that got in, was probably the worst. But mm. the fact yeah. he was captain, yeah. it was like, Re- we're going to reward him as captain. We need mm. to find a spot for that, that. I think it was predetermined to have him in there. They rewarded him for the same reason yeah. they gave... Um, Buddy Franklin because it was his eighth season, so yeah. that's what they re- and they yeah. basically said that rewarded him. So they rewarded because he's made his eighth team. At but the end of the day, one thing though too is Gorn on the bench. I don't really think you need a second no. row. I don't think Gorn had a great year. I think yeah. Goldstein had the better year. Yeah. But let's be honest, they didn't mess with the back line. No. You could argue this player deserved to be him over that one, but they picked Backman. But then once it got from there, they'll pick in like their favourite players. Yeah, that, that's if it. you look statistically, and I think we've talked about this before, Gorn plays almost loose, but he gets a lot of the ball in the mm. back line. That's like saying, okay, your Harris Andrews isn't as great and dominant as Gorn. Let's put Gorn at full back. Or let's get Luke Reiner, who had a great year for Frio. Let's remove him out and put Gorn in there. No way they would do that. Yeah. So why they show such disrespect to forwards, and it's a hard, hard spot. Like, I think you said when you played was you were a forward. And I, I played in the back line. I made sure that it was a hard game for these small forwards. I'm telling you. Hard position and no respect to them. And this is no disrespect to defenders. But the small forward is always the first person that's kicked out the side. Because mm. if he doesn't kick four goals, he's out the side. He's there to kick a goal a quarter and be at the feet of your tall forwards. 
and like you said, that is Duncan Ford's respect. I'm just going to, this is the reason why I was pissed off with that forward line. This is the top 10 goal kickers, and only two of them got in. Hawkins, 42. Oh, Dixon got in, 32. Kennedy and Gunson, 31. Tabner, 29. Rewald and Lynch, 28. Darling, 27. Butler, 27. Cameron and Papley, 26. Liam Ryan, 25. But only three of those fitted in. But in saying that, in a lot of those tall, tall forwards, I agree that Hawkins and Tixon were the two yeah, they're cool. dominant, they were the two oh, dominant oh, key pick, position yeah. forward players in the competition. So JK couldn't get in. Um, I would have gone three tall, Rewalt three couldn't smalls. get in. Um, Lynch couldn't get in. All those. I, I agree there. My back line, I think the back line is really good. I, I don't like reward. Now, I'm a backman. I played back line all my life. And the first thing we were taught, when I, even when I played league footy, you defend the player first and you get possession second. And to me, I'm glad I would have pissed off if Caleb Daniel got in ahead of Brad Shepherd And Darcy Byrne Jones, he had a good year. But again, doesn't play on anyone. He plays loose. He plays a loose man. It's easy to get 30 possessions as a defender and be a loose man. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the champion data All-Australian team. No. Nah. I mean, I hate champion data. I think it's a load of crap. I know it gives out great stats, but it's crap. You know, they half these guys weren't even in. They had, they no, had, yeah, they I had, actually did. They had Luke Bruce in there, for yeah. God's sake. They had, um, they had Luke Robbie Bruce Gray. Um, they had Luke Bruce in there ahead of bloody um, uh, Papley and Butler. I mean, how could you say that? Yeah, but they, they, champion, didn't, they like, didn't even have Brad Shepherd in there, who's yeah, the most Gavin dominant. But like, small this is where you come down. The champion data is just stats, and stats can be manipulated. Hmm. And that's why. When you're picking a team, stats. You should look at stats when you're picking a team. But you we go know. on. That's what's in. You go on a vision, yeah. and you go on impact. Yeah. And you pick players out of impact and that people that stick out. And like you said, uh, Harris Andrews. He missed three games. He still got in there, but his impact in games is brilliant. Uh, you know great, I mean? no, great so, defender. He's like, and especially not, with yeah. Dove being injured. Yeah. He. He yeah. deserved that over everyone. I think Weedering dropped off a bit. Yeah, but I agree. Darcy Moore deserved his spot too. He's had a great year at yeah. centre, but um, he missed three or four, three games with a hammy. I know, but in that time, he was the dominant centre back in the competition. I don't care what anyone says. The fun, the only thing, as I said, like um, I could say like oh, I think this backman deserved it more, but I was happy that backman were picked there. Yeah. But it was one thing like why was Shep there? It just shows how they've got the Vic Byers blinkers, and I love that word Vic Byers because. You look at the definition of what bias is, mm. it, it exists, yeah. um, was the fact they chopped Grimes' name in. Now, mm. you touched on it. Your your position as a defender is to defend. Mm. So he took all these scalps. But then when you actually look at the stats, just go on the AFL site and you can compare players. You just pick the two players mm. and it will give you the list of stats. Shepard has him beaten for every stat as well. Yeah. So not only did Shepard rub out Robbie Gray, Cameron, mm. Papley, Papley. He, he's he's scouts Eddie Betts, Butler. Well, ro- he robbed them all. Yeah, out. he did. He, done them all. he defended so well. I, I Statistically, he was better as well in mm. every stat. Garrett kicks. I think it was, was Garrett. I could have been mistaken on SEN. So the reason why Shepard was in there, he had the least goals kicked on him out of any backman in the in the whole year. Yeah. And as a backman, that's what you want. Mm. No goals kicked. Yeah. So anyway, like you said, it was controversial, and yeah. like you said, every anyway, year it is. But I'm glad was, our guys got in. It was yeah. good. Yeah, the three got in. I'm very happy. And the uh, three of them, that, uh, we had four that were nominated, and three of them were the ones that missed the grand final. So mm. you can tell what they're playing for quickly before we go on to the game. Uh, the coaches. 
Association champion player and the most valuable player was Lockie Neal. And fair enough. He's yep. probably going to win the Brownlow, so that's fair enough. Um, let's talk about the game that's coming up ahead. It's bounced out. All right, elimination final. West Coast take on Collingwood yet again in another final. Uh, Saturday, 6.10 at Optus Stadium with a 33,000 sellout crowd uh, due to COVID. Um, Eagles finished fifth with 12 wins, five losses. Collingwood eighth, nine wins, seven losses and a draw. Um, we played him this year, boys, but I don't think you can look on that game is going to be the same. No, no. We won by 66 points. Kennedy kicked seven straights in that uh, game. It was 18 goals, three. It was their best uh, accuracy. 18-3, 111 to six goals, 9-45. But they were without a few players, but we'll go through that later on. Uh, we played them last year. They beat us by a point. And the other corresponding final which was a qualifying final in 2018. We won by 16 points, but we only won that in the last quarter. Hmm. Yeah, and it was the last, uh, what, five, ten minutes of the game too. We kicked the last two goals to yep. so, hit the spot, but it was very touching to go halfway through that fourth quarter even. If anyone thinks it's going to be an easy game this week, they're going to need to take off their rose-coloured glasses. But let's look uh, how we got there. We won the last 11 of 13 games, and one of those was by two points. So... People here on the east are ruling the line for us, like Matthew Lloyd mm. and all that. Um, we're in fifth spot. Anyone in the eight can win this year. I just can't understand why they, this is where it comes down to perception again. You, you don't win 11 of 13 games if you have got poor form. Well, mm. the fact we, we've we got that to fall back on after the injuries. All our injuries came the second half of the year in that period. And that's why I thought the Saints game was just such a brilliant game and I rate that as one of the best ever. I was like amazed that game with the injuries we had and we still did that. And let's be honest, in hindsight, that one bad goal decision by the, the what is it, MRO review? Yeah, the arc. Yeah, in the, it was the last goal kicked in that game. So it did yep. cost us the game. And as everyone knows, the line is at the back of the <coughs> paddy. It's not in line with the goal post. Hmm. So it was a bad call. They won. That's our top four chance, you know, and that stat would have been in 12 games out of the last 13, which is amazing to think. That is an amazing thing. So it's almost like we're in form. Um, going into this game, I'm just expecting great things from Liam Ryan because even with these players back, he's going up and he's just... He's always been a good mark and a good good kick. Rioli was always a big kick. But his confidence now, he's just dumbing and running around players like... He's taking the game on so much now. And I think he really has just added that to his game in the second half of the year. Like, he wasn't even doing this at the beginning of the year. Mm. And I think he's our ace up the sleeve. Because, yeah, like, I'm sure we'll touch on the players coming back soon. But the players that have stepped up in their absence is the key. And uh, it was Ross Lyon had always said, your stars don't win you premierships. Your second tier tier players win Mm. you premierships. And that's why I'm so happy with that end of the season. And... Yeah, like you said, he has been a barometer. Uh, last year it was Yo, and this year it's been Liam Ryan. And uh, like you said, some of the stuff he's doing and his reading of the players, something brilliant. And that's I want to touch on that because some other small forward should take a leaf out of his book and start doing what he's doing. Mm. And I think you all know who I'm talking about. I think but, I think he'll, he'll get heavily tagged this week, though. 
He'll get a he'll get a hard runner on him for sure. They'll put Maynard on him. They need to. Uh, I don't think they'll put Maynard they, on him. They did in the grand final. They put Maynard yeah, on him. Yeah, right? but I don't think they will but this time. Who, who else? Well, let's get into that. I was going to jump forward a bit um, before I get into it. The winner of this plays the loser of Ports and Cats. The loser goes home, um, and then if we win that, it's the Lions or the Tigers in the prelim. So it doesn't get any easier. Before we get into who's going to play and what. Injury list for the Eagles. Cripps, he's available. Hutchings, he's available. Lewis Jett is available. Ben Johnson's out for the season. Jermaine Jones, season. Kennedy, he's available. McGovern's available. Redden's available. Rioli's out, as we know. Shuey's available. Even Barty's available. And Venables, Watson and Yo are out for the season. And with Collingwood... Dane Beans, well, he's basically retired, isn't he? Mm. Uh, Howell's out for the season. Uh, Langdon's out for the season. Chris Maine's a test. They said he'll probably play. Phillips is out for two weeks. Reed's retired. Rusco, Trey Rusco, he's had a few good games, but he's a test. Sidebottom's out for the rest of the year. And Braden Sire, Sire, he's a test. He might be one that comes in and plays on a Liam Ryan. Mm. Could be. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of to the other young, uh, the other left footer in the back line. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Crisp, Jack Crisp. I'm leaning towards Jack Crisp. Yeah, well, Crisp though. is another one. I'm leaning towards him to be playing on Liam Ryan. He's big, strong, and he's fast. He can run. I think that's who they'll put on him. Well, that'd be silly. After me just talking him up, I would split a hundred percent to not put time into Liam Ryan. I think he's end of the year, all Australian honours, obviously, so that's hmm. reward for effort. I think you really do, because as you touched on when we talk about all Australian, he has the most, uh, not goal assist, goal um, involvements. Yeah, score involvements. Any score involvements from any players hmm. kick 20-plus goals. Hmm. So he, he doesn't just impact the scoreboard himself. He's going up half forward, like you say, like Darling does. Hmm. You know, yeah. He's going up and he's bringing it in, and he's just doing it in, with such class. Um, so of those ones that are injured we're all under the assumption that the six set that we've been talking about are they all going to come in will Jetta come in no I I think so I, I think it's got to the stage now so for where Jetta, who he's going to replace and I think they'll use him forward I, so I, I don't, I don't think, think he'll come in so if Jetta comes in who goes out well you've got Petch you've got Foley you've got Ainsworth Foley's so going to be they're your three easy ones you know <laughs> we'll probably have to drop a back because Duggan will probably then go back. So maybe there'll be an unlucky one, like maybe a Rotham. So there'll be the unlucky calls. It's going to be very hard, because that's what I said. Whenever you... And this is where I... like I don't get in arguments with people that say, well, our depth isn't great. I'm like, if you cut three players out of your squad, you'll do that easy. The fourth, the fifth, the sixth is going to be hard. So as far as I'm concerned, I could name three that... Well, I could easily come in because the place to replace them will be better. After that, it's very hard. I've got, that's a sign of debt. I reckon we make four changes. I reckon Hutchings doesn't play and Jetta doesn't play. But uh, Cripps will come in. Shield will come in. Um, Redden, Gov. Redden and Gov. They're the, mm. they're the four so that come I, in. I had three. So which three, Which one of them? I had Redden in. I had Shuey in and I had Gov in. Oh, wait. You and, didn't bring Cripps? No. No. I do. I wasn't. Crips, I, I, I've been very open about. Crips I, is in. 
His form. Simo, Simo basically said Cripps is in. His form before this, I don't believe, and I don't care what anyone says about pressure acts, his form before this has been substandard this year. All right, Cripps or Petrocelli? I'd have Cripps. Petrocelli's done nothing. See, I have either. That's, that's where I sit. I, it's, it's funny because I actually agree with like both what you just said because I think Cripps has been probably his worst year this year. Mm. He's had at the... Um, since he's come across yeah. the Saints. But that said, I think he would be an improvement on hmm. Pitch. Now, I've loved during the season Ainsworth getting games and doing the tagging role, but could Hutch do that better than Ainsworth? I would say, well, he's got final experience. But Hutch is touch and go. I don't think maybe they will. But I reckon at least five. I think Ajeda coming in forward, he didn't hit the scoreboard, but, God, he, was, he had some chances. And I think he's better than a Pitch up forward. Um, as I said, it's easy to drop three. Once we get past that, it's hard. But I would honestly have Jetta. I'd have Redden. I'd have Shuey. I'd have Gov. And I'd have Cripps. So mm. I probably wouldn't have the six. So Hutchins so, would be so, unlucky. So you're saying Jetta's going to go up forward? Yes. And um, Cripps is going to be up forward. So who are you dropping to bring well, Jetta in? Ainsworth has played a lot on the dangerous backs. Yep. And then Petch has played a lot as well up forward. So, so but they're the who two are, forward. But who are the other three you're dropping? See, that's where it gets harder. It'll have to be Rotham. Then you've got Foley. Foley will be one. The, the hard thing is, it'll probably be Williams as well. But the thing is, I don't think Oscar Allen's shoulder is up for rucking, pinch hitting. But finals, Nick Nat's come out and said in finals, um, yeah. management goes out the window. Well, so he's admitting he's going to ruck well, majority, but he's still going to have to have that other person just pinch hit. Maybe they'll just go, look, sorry, darling. <laughs> I know you're rucking the forward line. Or even Gov loves it. Rucking, they're going to have to just someone just for that fifteen percent. Well, I, I reckon it'll be um, for my argument's sake. The four in, four out. So I've already said my four ins. Four outs will be uh, Petrocelli, um, Foley. Um, oh, who else was in there? I'm just going through that team from last game. Uh, you got Archie in there. You got Ainsworth. Archie will be out, and, and Ainsworth. You, and you got Schofield in there. Yeah, so I, I don't. I, so I don't believe Rotham will get dropped. Because okay. I forgot Schofield was in the side. I'll I, keep Rotham in mm, over because I think Rotham will be Rotham will be the emergency defender or the one off the bench and the defender because I think he's had a great year. I think he's better value than Schofield, and because if a mid goes down, they're still going to be worried about Shuey and that with their hammies and Redden with his hand. All right, then they've got Liam Duggan. They can throw in. They know can throw into the middle. Yeah. And um, and then Rothens there can take over in the background if something goes wrong with Gub too. So I you know, I, I foresee Bailey Williams staying in because I, I could see him playing on the bench only and giving Nick that five to ten minute break, whatever it is, and then get him off and leave Oscar on in in that forward line to do all the ruck work. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, look, because Oscar can play up. Because I like one thing about like Oscar, and I, I've said to these guys many. a times this year the one thing I love it when Darling plays well is when they lead up to the wing and that Oscar leads right up to the wing as well I'd right. like to see him leading up to the wing leave that forward line open for JK JK's no certainty of playing so a question from a follower on Instagram Philip White who is his heir apparent quickly is it Oscar or is it Waterman Oscar well see to me it's Waterman mm. oh, I think see, Oscar see I just 
as a standalone I, full forward. I don't think there is an even swap. We've got Brandon that can play forward. We've got Waterman that can play forward. We've got Oscar Allen that can play forward. Fingers crossed Rioli. I know he's a small forward. We'll get back. I just think... You don't know. Like, they might have mm. Oscar up the ground, like you said. Yeah. They may right. play Waterman up the ground. I don't think we're in trouble when J.K. retires. One of my favourite all-time plays. But if if there's anything we have, it's good backs and good forwards. Well, Oscar went to full forward, kicked three goals. Yeah, but he, only, he went off. So. But he, only did, he only did it in the last term where he turned it on. It doesn't really matter when he did it. I know, but it. this yeah. comes back to that same old thing again. J.K. got the bloody JK, top votes. You know what I mean? Six goals in the like, like, one quarter, one game. And Oscar wasn't even mentioned, yeah. but... Um, uh, my, my question to you boys is... <laughs> I gave Oscar votes. <laughs> I gave him my vote for that game. Yeah, yeah. I think I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know I, did I love too. stats. The most important one is bloody goals, people. If you don't get that stat, you don't win games. Uh, um, yeah. Will the Eagles tag one of their mids? I, I'd be tagging Pendlebury. Would you be, I'd oh, be tagging that, Adams. Uh, maybe, but uh, well, certainly to me, Adams is Trelaw. I wouldn't worry about. He'll get a lot of kicks, shocking. but he's not as he's hey? not as Trelaw's not. Oh, as, yeah, I'm not worried about. I don't Trelaw. think he's damaged. Yeah, I agree, Adams. But I and Pendle, I would just tag Pendlebury. I'd get. I, I would even put for the say of um, Jackson Nelson onto him. Just say, mate, go for it. But Jackson Nelson, they've been speaking up once again to Goey. Yeah, no, nah, he's not the right man for the Not Goey. the one. Shep. No, Shep. Shep, put your all Australian backman on him. Um, when Shep will Stevenson play? No. Could do, you never know. That, no. I mean, he'll come in. He'll, he'll come in for his pace. No, nah, he played last week and had a horrid, mm. so they might drop him. Um, well, let's have a I look. just think, if you compare the midfields, I wouldn't use a hard tack. Like, I think a lot of the times I saw Trelaw and Adams, I was playing, they had Sheed on them. Mm. When you got Sheed, you got Shuey, you got Redden, you got Gaff, mm. you got Kelly. Did you want to take one of them out to put a, a, like, a hard tag on? You wouldn't. You wouldn't be surprised if Jack went red and went to Taylor Adams. Ran yeah, you with get him. that defensive, but not mm. the full lockdown. If yeah. side bottom was playing, different story because mm. then they've got that little bit. When there's too many guns, you have got to take one out. When it's not so many guys firing, because let's be honest, we named three players there. Mm. Trelaw's a bad kick. Adams, I find, is like kind of like our yo, the defensive and a. Hmm. Uh, offensive player so I wouldn't tag him and Pendlebury great player but he's past his best <sighs> very influential would player would you would you, well, top, who do you top think? three inf- influential players in the competition he's in the yeah. top and player. I had him in top what, what do you reckon you'll get though disposal wise on the oh, it doesn't matter what he gets what, how no, many it's, it's what he does with him what he does with yeah, him but, his leadership so on the ground. you would tag him and then oh, which no, midfielder would you take out no I'm saying that's what I'm saying I'd rather go head to head with Pendle because mm. he's no way he's at his best now but he's 30 I, plus if it was me Still, like, I'm not saying he's not influential player I'm saying he's not at his best now if and he's been me. injured that you put a star on Pendles he's got to then become accountable for our star to me you got to stop Adams and Dugowie you stop them too you win the game mm. and that's the ones I'd be putting my uh, homework in and let's have a look they got like you said Darcy Moore's having a great year little Elliot can cause some headaches Meyer check he's one of those difficult ones to match up on but he hasn't had he's kicked the most goals but you know if he gets on a roll he might be right Young Dacos has had a good second half of the season. Maynard out and back. Roughhead's going to be down back. Hoskin Elliott, well, he's here or there. Or I, don't, I don't really rate him too well. Yeah, I don't think Barco's in. I don't. Th- I thought hot, he retired. Hot and cold. No, I don't think has he's retired. He? I don't think he's retired yet. I thought he's retiring. Um, what I will say, and I know you might disagree with me, 
Collingwood, and I don't rate the guy that much because I think he's a arrogant yank. Big, they they play better when Big Cox is in the team, but mm. our forward. Um, I just can't. Like, I'm not really worried. I find our back solid, um, especially yeah. if Gov comes back. Mm. Uh, I just can't believe we're not talking about the two rucks, Grundy versus Nick Nat. Mm. He gave him a bath last time they played. Mm. Another All-Australian player against last year's All-Australian ruck. I think if Grundy can't give their mids first use of the ball, I don't think they're going to have the impact they want. Mm. No. I really don't. Like, if Nick Nat, and he's he's gone on the record saying, like, in his last interview, I'm expecting a lot of mid, like, ruck minutes from him now. Mm. He goes, precaution goes out the window now yeah. for his finals, and it's mm. do or die. It's elimination finals for him. So, yeah, I'm expecting 80%. Well, it was, it was interesting. Um, we talked about the game against St Kilda, our rider, and Nick Nat was probably the best ruck duel we've seen this year. And Ryder on radio this week said Nick Nat was the hardest ruckman he's had to play against. Mm-hmm. And he said, Grundy's good, but Nick Nat, there's something different about Nick Nat. He makes you, you have to contest every time. Mm-hmm. With other ruckmen, you can probably get on top here and there and that. But in saying that, Grundy's going to remember that. He got his pants pulled down mm-hmm. and he's going to have, he's going to try and play the game of his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, this game's going to be a close, I can't see it being one-sided. Unless somebody gets on top really early and breaks the back. But um, I reckon it's going to be close. Um, like I said, I don't know. It's at midfield. Whoever gets on top in the midfield is going to win this game. Yeah, I agree. That's going to, it's a midfield midfield wins the game every week. Yeah. That's why Not every all, week. They're all in there, all Australian team. There's about 10 of them in there. Of those 18 goals <laughs> we kicked last time, it was the back line that won it for us because 11 of them come from the back line. So sometimes backs can win you the game uh, look uh, I think it's going to be fine weather uh, it's just going to be I reckon all the finals are going to be rippers so before we end the show I want to go get your tips on all the games so Port Adelaide and Geelong Port Port for me yeah Port for me just Brisbane and Richmond I'm going the upset. I'm going Lions, even though they've mm. never beat Richmond ever. Like, is, that, is that the Gabba? 16 that wins. The Gabba? Yeah. 16 wins the Tigers have had. Yeah. And the last time, I think the Lions kicked four goals, 13. Yeah. And if you put it back to accuracy, mm. they lost by seven points. And then I'm going for the Lions. I'm, I'm only going for the Lions. Lions I'm only going for the Lions because Lynch is not playing. Yeah. Now, if Lynch was playing, I'd be saying time. I, I just think it's time to break that hoodoo. Mm. And yeah. I think there's never a better time for them. Bulldogs and uh, St Kilda. Oh, God, that's a, a go anyway, that one. Oh, I think... I reckon St Kilda. I'm going to I was actually going to go St Kilda. I think the dogs will go. I just find the dogs are so overrated. We are the only team they've beaten the top eight all year. Yeah, I reckon. reckon One, and that was a us under man as well I touched on the goal review the only thing is Josh battles out so that might swing it back I don't know um, and the most important one which is what the one we've been talking about Collingwood versus Eagles this Saturday who's going to win and how much uh, and who and, and who is the Eagle we'll be talking about after the game uh, I reckon uh, sure he's list for finals I'd love to see him come back and look real fit could even be Gov one of the players coming in I'd love to see Stamp his authority on the game. I'm obviously going Eagles because um, anything can happen in finals and eliminations. Like we saw the Dogs mm. knock us off a few years ago, but Collingwood really are. They limped in the finals. They're in bad form. Their second half of the mm. year, mm. they were premiership favourites at one stage this year. 
I thought so they, that shows how far I thought they'd been better in the second half of the year. I thought they got really? better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They too. were top four. Oh, yeah, but we beat them by 66 points, don't fit. Yeah, then. But, but since then, that, they've, they've improved a lot since then. I don't know who. who I think they've been, been more competitive. Yeah. All right, margin. Uh, I reckon uh, 32 points. 32, all right. Yeah, well, I'm Eagles by seven points. And I think the player they'll be talking about at the end of the game will be Jack Darling. All right, and I'm going to con- contradict everything I've said tonight about it being close. I reckon Eagles win by 27. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the person we'll be talking about will be Nick Nat. Because mm-hmm. um, he's a barometer, and if he gets on top, I think we can cause chaos. Um, hopefully next week we're talking about a win. So join us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Download the shows from there, or you can go on any platform. Uh, podcast platform and choose your favourite one and subscribe to it and leave us a review guys um, and do that on any of those pages as well so till next week boys let's hope for an Eagles win and uh, a second leg into the finals let's, yeah, let's, let's hope get it. so let's do it thanks mate